I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Graham Tallman, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in virtual reality. We record our episodes live in Altspace almost every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have with us the madman behind Lost in Time Designs. If you haven't seen his art, where have you been? It's been showcased on Saturday Night Live with guest performances by the strokes plastered all over the interwebs and can be found daily on Instagram. His influences can be found in pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, film, and music. And he describes himself as a neo-retro psychedelic humanoid from the fifth dimension. In other words, our kind of people. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Danzara. How's it Hello, going? Everyone. Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good to have you. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, so I I hope um, I, I I hope that if I end up posting this Zoom call because you look so incredible with your background and you <laughs> have such a visual style and people will know you as uh, Elisa Lavalley, which yeah, is the name on the screen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so um, so how how is it over there in the fifth dimension? I have to ask. You know, it's it's wild. Um, I can't escape it. It's, you know, I can't run from myself, so it's just going to always happen. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, yeah. so is it like an alternate reality? Like is, is, did Donald Trump get a second term over there? Like how is the fifth dimension similar to ours or is it weird in little ways that are, you know, I, I just go by the fifth dimension mostly as I, you know, I'm sure, you know, of course, Twilight Zone, um, huge, uh, fan of, you know, Rod Sterling and Twilight Zone. So I come up with a lot of the different things and meanings in my art that kind of reference everything else to come up with a fifth dimension. So kind of uh, goes with the theme. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've, I've definitely noticed a lot of Twilight Zone stuff on there. Love all that stuff. So, so I, I have to say, you know, up front, we're, you know, uh, Simulation Nation, we're pretty active on Instagram and Twitter and mm -hmm. we post uh, every day and we've probably reposted your stuff more than anyone else. Oh, right uh, on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think it's because you've got that, cyberpunk alternative yeah. dimension vibe and a lot of pop culture references that we vibe right. with. You know, I'm, I'm wearing my, they live shirt right now, yes. which says watch TV <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. So it, 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 we, you know, really appreciate you um, putting your stuff out there, making it yeah. accessible, letting us sort of remix it and repost it and do whatever and really appreciate that. So we wanted to have yeah, you on and just uh, show our appreciation and find out who you are. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so let's let's get into the the origin story of uh, of of Dave Danzara, uh, otherwise known as Elisa Lavalley. Um, and uh, so, so who are you, and which dimension did you come from? Well, I really became. Well, let's see. Um, let me start from where I grew up. I grew up in Southern California, in Orange County. So that's like thirty minutes south of like Anaheim or LA. Mm -hmm. And I grew up around a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of musicians and skateboarders and a lot of different um, people that I would hang out, ha hang out with. And they found out a lot of different things that um, interest me. So then I started drawing um, mostly began in junior high is when I really started drawing more. Um, uh, so when I started skateboarding, I noticed all this like, you know, pop culture stuff that, uh, um, you know, it just popped in the skateboards, even just the artwork. I loved it. I wanted to do all the artwork on the skateboards. 
Um, so I started skateboarding a lot. I mean, I was almost pro. And oh, wow. um, so it, that kind of sparked my interest as, as far as skateboarding. I don't know why. Um, it just, I saw it on the art on the boards and it just went, I got to do something. Right. So it's, it's also like that sort of the counterculture vibe going on. Yeah. Punk kind of. Uh, as sure. Yeah. And I, I'm heavily influenced in music, um, a, a lot of genres, but um, I like this, the psychedelic stuff. I like shoegaze. I like post-punk. I like um, electronic. I, I just, I like it all. I like blends of it. And so, um, yeah, music's a big influence in, um, in my art as well. So uh, when I went to high school, um, I, you know, I was doing a lot of music. I was in bands and um, always tr- tried to do something that was artistic, creative. Um, so um, when I graduated, um, I st- went right into art school. I got a grant. So I went to Laguna Art Institute, Southern California, and started doing sculpting, drawings, trying to find my niche in the art field. And, um, you know, it didn't work. I didn't stay active in, in school. I was just, you know, stupid and young and dumb and <laughs> you just wanted to keep playing music. And so, uh, I didn't continue that, which I'm really upset about because it was a huge opportunity opportunity. And, um, anyway, um, I'm getting lost in what, what I'm trying oh, to say, that's uh, right. but yeah, I just kind of took, I took some time off of art and, um, you know, just met girls and, you know, just been a kid. And, right. uh, so then I stopped skateboarding, you know, started growing up, had two kids get different fields, uh, um, went to videography, started doing, um, film projects even, um, even released a film, a documentary film called the video craze. Uh-huh. Um, where were you in 82? And, um, that so was really, what, yeah. What is that about? Were you going to, uh, what is the video craze? Was it about like MTV? Is that sort of, so with the, the video craze really is about, um, um, it kind of takes place in 19. So it's where were you in 82? That's the, t- the subtitle of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so back when I was, you know, I'm 44 years old now, but when I was very young with my dad, he would take me to the arcade. So the video arcade was the spot to socialize, you know, be, be a kid and, I just remember going in there and, you know, the sights, the smells, the sounds, just everything was just like, I don't know. It was, I wish I can just entrap it in a wall and, mm-hmm. you know, keep it there. But so that kind of, it was kind of reliving my memory, making that. And I never went to film school. So I just kind of started editing and just kind of fine tuning my, my craft and that. And then, um, and I was already doing videography for weddings and stuff. So that's kind of why I went, Hey, let me, try this. So I had tons of friends, um, that had arcades in their house, a lot of collectibles. So I'd go there and they would tell their story of how they felt, um, like in 1982 and relive their story and then Hmm. go to, um, to the arcades there today. So everyone's kind of reliving that moment back Hmm. in that time. So that's kind of what the movie is generally. Oh, cool. Um, and then what so were you talking did you about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rambling. Uh, no, that's okay. So we were just talking about, you know, the, the origin story. And so you got yeah. into a uh, videography and right. then you were, and then, um, from videography, are you still doing that involved in that at all? Or are you? No, I, I went probably in 2015, I got divorced and then I had to, you know, it's just put stop, put everything in my life on hold. Um, so 
I sold all my stuff, started over. Um, I met someone else and that, that kind of sparked me to move into somewhere else. Um, and then I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was starting my life over. I lost everything. So, um, so then, um, when I met my wife today, who, who I'm with now, um, she would, uh, visit me here or visit me in, um, Los Angeles area. I go to her where she's in Albuquerque. So we had to keep doing these flights and, and we said, let's just move. So we moved in. I moved to Albuquerque, nice. um, in a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic. Oh wow! So I haven't really seen much around here and just oh, wow. kind of strange, but yeah. I've been to Albuquerque once and I thought it was a really artistic city. Like you just, it's yeah. kind of, it's got turquoise everywhere and, it, and it's very sort of uh, native American influenced yeah. and uh, just really very beautiful art. little uh-huh. town. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's interesting that you were drawn to like one of the more artistic looking cities. And Santa Fe is only 45 minutes from here. And that's a big art town, art community as well. So, right. Um, and you got, uh, who else is here? Netflix is here. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you mean Netflix is there? Like, I know the headquarters is in Hollywood. The main headquarters. They're actually moved here. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and wow. uh, also Amazon's moving here. Whoa. Must be a good yeah. tax shelter. Hopefully yeah. you're paying zero. To- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's cheap to live here. So that's, yeah. that's the reason I moved here too. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. And then, so how did you get into this graphic design stuff? Where did that start happening? Okay. So as I, you know, I was kind of going on earlier, but um, I took a lot of time off after the divorce and, you know, I started when the phone technology came out, you know, I started messing around. I'm like, this is kind of fun. You know, let me try some of these uh, different apps, you know, it's kind of mess around for a while. I never shared it. Uh, I would just kind of like, cause I, I didn't know I wasn't ready to share my thing yet. I wasn't ready. So I would just keep um, experimenting, seeing what I can come up with different aesthetics, whatever. And, um, I even mistakes would become like the best things. And like, I'd learned from that. So, and then the phone technology kept advancing and I got better and better at certain other programs I was using. What do you um, mean by phone technology? Do you mean like, so, apps? Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was going to get to. So <laughs> I don't know if you, if you know this, but I do all my work completely on my phone. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Amazing. So, so and I've done stuff on the computer. I have an, an iMac and all that. So, um, but I've always wanted, I've always used my hands. I'm just, as I'm old school. I'm used to that. I've learned art. That's how I did it. And with the phone, I felt like I'm, you know, I'm drawing and cutting stuff out. Um, it's just natural to me. Hmm. So I kind of went away from the computer and went to this, to this other thing. And it's really strange, but it's working out. So I just kept with it. Right. So I, started, you- I started doing that in like 2014 to 15. That's when I started that. Right. And so is it a trade secret or do you, uh, can you tell us what apps you're using or? No, I, I, I use, and this is the weird thing too, just to um, say one image that I come up with. Um, sometimes I use five to 10 different apps to complete that same image. So um, like one app is called union app. That's the basic. It's so basic. It looks funny. If you even tried uh, even as someone that never done it, it looks basic, but there's something that's very, um, easy to start with. And that is the actual part of, um, just cutting stuff out, cutting and paste. Um, not so much blending and all that. You can still do that. 
Um, but I don't use it for that. I use it for a quick um, trace or draw or just cutting out the image. So I'd start with Union and then and I start layering different projects in that app. Um, and then I go to another app, um, PixArt is another app that's really, a lot of people use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's usually good for like color tones and all this kind of different blends and all that. So I, I usually mix those the most. Um, there's like glitch apps and all that kind of stuff I settle mm-hmm. use in there. Um, and video apps that I can mm-hmm. kind of create the video part of it. And that's it. It's pretty basic. It's just, I don't know. Right. So, so, so yeah, so I guess is, so that is really uh, interesting. So it's like, I, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that these incredible uh, artworks can come out of a phone these days, because I mean, right. literally it's a film studio in your pocket nowadays. Right. Not So it's like what used to require an entire studio in the thirties or whatever, and these huge sets and these huge cameras with editing equipment and, and cameras, it's all in your phone now. And let's face it, the, the entire, um, history of human knowledge can be accessed from your phone. So why should it surprise us that you can't make incredible art from your phone right. also? It's like every, it's, it's a, it's a basically a, it's a, they, they do say that in the sixties, when they got to the moon, that technology was less advanced than what we have in our pocket these days. So it could be. Yeah. That yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so then, so, so then as far as your process goes, um, yeah. How do you come up? So we, I love all of your references. I, you know, you've got Bowie, you've got yeah. Devo, Blade Runner, Donnie Darko, yeah. Pink Floyd, tw- lots of Twilight Zone. I've noticed Tron uh, was yeah. another one that we uh, we've loved and we've covered Star Trek. Uh, so many. So yeah. do you do you just see a picture and then get inspired to, to remix that, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. The inspiration really comes from uh, just soaking in the films back in the eighties and just, I don't know, it just stayed with me. And, um, then when I, when I see an image, I like, wait a minute, I know I can do something different with that. Um, so it just sparks my, my, uh, creativity right there. But, um, yeah, but my, my favorite film is, um, Blade Runner, Tron. Those are my two favorites. Um, incredible impact on, uh, just what I do. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they live, of course I love, yeah. um, the thing, I'm a big John Carpenter right. fan. Right. Um, Twilight Zone is my favorite series. So it's like you com- you combine them all and then you got the music. I, I don't know. I, I'm all over the place, but I like to be in a certain bubble of that place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you're all over the place, but actually when you take it as a whole, it seems quite um, specific almost like, cause right. I, I think that there's not, you know, if I look back at all the posts that I've, posted of yours i there's no real connector in terms of theme or like that maybe i'll post the blade runner one or maybe i'll post the trauma but then there'll be like a random thing and i'll right. just have posted it and not notice whose it was and then i'll look at it and i'll be like wait that's lit too i keep posted this la who's this lit guy which is the lost in lost in right. designs right um and so i do think that you have a, a, a very specific aesthetic that seems to just come out of you and into yeah. the work and there's something in my style that attracts me to what you're doing because I keep finding myself going back to it and not, right. not even real, not even uh, 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 consciously trying to be like, I'm going to post something from lost in time. It just happened. Sure. It just keeps happening. Right. And of I'm course, just, you know, with, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very, I'm very um, emotional and spiritual. So I'm very passionate too. So when you add all three of those, when I'm doing what, what I'm doing, 
I can kind of, even when I'm doing one thing, I can't focus. I'm ADD, man. Like I'll, I'll do, I have 10 things going on right now that I haven't finished. That I want to do, but I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ready to post it yet. So I want to keep doing it. And, um, so yeah, I'm always, always over the place and trying to figure out what's the next thing, you know? So. Yeah. So that's interesting. You're saying you're spiritual because I was wondering, you know, if you have a, a, um, a sort of philosophy behind what you're doing, or if it's just free flowing, you're sort of answering that. Cause you do have a lot of, they live in there, which is like, right. you know, uh, obey, you know, watch TV society is brainwashing you think outside the box. And of course, Philip K. Dick, uh, who, who wrote Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep, but which is Blade Runner is based off of, was like, we're trapped inside a simulation. We're being yeah. controlled by uh, um, this computer program that he called Valus. Uh, and he yeah. actually believed that in real life. So do you have I, a, a philosophy of spirituality? Or Yeah, I'm, I'm very open-minded. I, I, I feel like I have a connection to... I'm not trying to... I don't want to say like I'm like superior being here. I, I feel like... Uh, how, how do I word it? Like I have a connection to somewhere else that I don't feel like anyone else sees. Um, maybe it's just looking in the sky one day and just seeing the stars or, uh, something calling me or, um, but just something that, uh, I'm just, I'm a Pisces Aries. I don't know. It's just, a am emotional. So I think I, I pick up on different things like that. Um, and a lot of my stuff that I use in it, I, I think people take things the wrong way. Um, but I'm very sarcastic. So I like to provoke. Um, and anyone can interpret my art differently. It, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to happen. It can happen anywhere. Um, so when I, when I do something, it might not send the same message that the viewer is seeing. You know, I mean, it's not what I wanted. But um, so then I'll try to correct and say, hey, no, it's really like this. But you know, I don't want to always explain my work because it's just, that's the way it is. Right. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of, uh, I think people can get a little, uh, what is this guy? Is this guy like satanic? Is this guy like, where, <laughs> right. where is this guy from? Like, right. you know, so it's hard. I'm just a normal guy. I, I really am. I'm weird, but right. I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I guess people could get concerned with like the skulls and the lightning rays yeah. coming out of the third eyes and things like sure. that. But, um, that's all, that's all fun cyberpunk stuff to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm very, I'm into science fiction. So, right. you know, I, I use all the science fiction references and, you know, who knows, maybe they're, we're in the matrix. We don't know. Right. Exactly. That's, that's right. Um, and then you, you do have a, a saying that I've seen come up a few times, which is, um, you need to be lost to find where you belong. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, um, uh, how'd you come up with that? So let me see if I can say it correctly the way I want to say it. Uh, to be lost is kind of like you, you kind of want to forget your problems. I know that sounds funny. It's just, you want to take a walk, get your mind straight, and focus on what's really what life is about. Um, not what we're working, not the working class, not, not working or uh, seeing the people drive cars or just the city life. You just want to be in the nature. So I, I feel like that's getting lost because we don't know where that is anymore. So I feel like that's the avenue you want to take to get lost. And that's where you you find where you belong. Um, it kind of, goes with my art. So you get lost in my art. Um, and maybe you find where you belong in that art. Um, I don't know. That's kind of my reasoning yeah, behind. 
That makes sense. I mean, it's it's sort of like you have to let your creativity wander also, yes. right? In order to break outside of what you, the day tells you to do, your job tells you to do, your, right. your everything tells you to do. And sometimes you just need to break free, go on a walk, get lost. Your, real, just, your human spirit, you know, what's your real human mind go? I don't know. <laughs> right. And then for you, who's a sensitive person, it's like you're a lightning rod for different things and maybe can express it in a way that uh, that people may not, maybe not could express it in the same way, but they can look at it and say, oh, that speaks to me in some way. And I can, I I feel something there. That's that's interesting. Right. Right. And hopefully it's positive. I mean, a lot of stuff is dark. Um, I like to branch the light to dark. And even if it's dark, it doesn't mean um, I'm that type of person that's, you know, always a dreadful person. Um, I'm just showcasing what it is, what we're really, what is life? You know, what is it about? This is the whole spectrum is there. Um, so I don't know. That's yeah. It's, in, it's interesting because I feel like, uh, you know, uh, um, I don't know if you know, like Beeple, for example, who, who is just, uh, he, he, he's, he posted for 5,000 days. He posted one picture on Instagram a day. Oh yeah. He's an artist. Okay who yeah. then um, decided, you know what, I'm just going to try this NFT thing and right. created a, a, this M- NFT that sold for $69 million at, at Christie's. Right. And it's like his art, he, he sort of was describing or people were describing why it was so valuable. And he, now he's considered one of the top three most valuable living artists of all time. And, um, wow. And, uh, by the way, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get into NFTs with you because if you don't have them yet, you got to get on that because I'm uh, trying so hard. I'm like so old school. It's like hard for me to do it. Right. It's a, it's a challenge, but, but, uh, you know, um, but yeah, hopefully we can, we can get into that. But I, I, I think that when I was reading about why people represent, you know, cause the thing is about art is that I don't think you know, it was, it's Rembrandt versus Picasso. People are like, well, it's just a scam. Like, I don't get it. Like what's Andy Warhol doing? He's just post, he's just painting Campbell's soup. But for me, what, what art represents is like, who can define the, the vibe of the time? Like Mm -hmm. who can capture in a bottle lightning that represents the era in which you live. And so that doesn't need to be like, great because Rembrandt today wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't connect to us because it's like, yeah. well, we have, we have photographs now. We don't need something that looks lifelike. Absolutely. So you get, then you get like a Picasso who's like, he finds a different way in this modernist angle. And it's like, Oh, that represents modernism in Warhol. Oh, that represents the crazy things that were happening in the sixties. And so yeah. people is kind of, um, is kind of like, well, he's tongue in cheek. He's, he's political. He's, he's, uh, he's abrasive and he's, he's playing, he's playing with the audience. He's kind of satirical and yeah. he's just having fun. And he's very much like he represents memes. Right. And I think that you fit right into that category where yeah. it's like, you've just got these memeified artworks that yeah. represent a lot of different pop culture references. They're colorful, they're vibrant, they're, they're tongue in cheek, they're fun. Sometimes they're uh, abrasive and they can get under people's skin. Mm-hmm. So I think all of those things, you know, um, sort of mean that you're fitting into that. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's controversy, it's working. I mean, it's connecting to somehow, right. I mean, it's, you heard the term bad plus bad publicity is good publicity. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, you know, I, I, I love the fact that you, you grew up in Southern California because it just feels like 
um, that just feels right to me somehow. Like there's a lot of pop culture in Southern California and like surfer culture and like uh, skater culture and all of that cool yeah. stuff. I mean, skating came from Venice beach, you know, yeah. surfing is sort of in that vibe also. Um, yep. And so it just feels right to me. Like, yeah, of course you're a Southern California. I'm a Californian. I always will. I always will be. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And of course, a lot of the people you're talking about, Phil K. Dick was Californian. You know, there's a lot, a lot of that into that. Um, Yeah. All right. So, so, so let's, so, so let's talk about this NFT thing because it, yeah. maybe we can help you out. Maybe I could like yeah. try to get you in there and like figure out how to do it because having um, so many people tell me you oh. got to get on it. I know I'm, I know, but you got, you got to get on it because it's like, um, it, it's, you know, it's sort of like the sign of the next times. Right. And it's like, oh. and, and, yeah. You know, an, an example of people, not that money's everything, but money can help you c- keep creating your art. And it's yes. like he was giving he was giving away his art for free for all these years. And then suddenly he's got millions and millions and it's the same art. It's this. So you could literally take your last 100 um, collages, put them on the blockchain and then you might, you know what I mean? Next time I'll be talking to you, you'll be you'll be uh, <laughs> talking from, you know, I Iron Man. do it. Yeah. Let me know if you, you know, I mean, I've had other people send me links and stuff and, um, I just, I, I don't know. I'm having trouble figuring out which, where to go. Um, once you create the NFT, there's so many marketplaces now where you can just like try to auction it off and sell it. I mean, Mark Cuban just announced that he's got, uh, an NFT uh, marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. And then now there's, um, some, uh, I think a basketball player or someone mm-hmm. has also just announced that they're doing an NFT marketplace. So that's not the hard part. The hard part, I guess, is trying to figure out how to get it on the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a friend who's done it. So I'm going to, I'm going to okay. see, see what I can figure out. Uh, he did it in like a day, so it can't be that hard. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I think once you know how to do it, it should be a breeze. I'm going to, I'll, I'll take right. a look. I'll do some, do some homework and I'll send over some links or something like that. Yeah. I'm just confused about this whole blockchain to NFT thing. Uh, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. You mean like how, how it gets on the blockchain or what it is yeah, in general? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Everything. I don't know. Well, uh, the, the, well, so what a blockchain is, you know, you've heard of Bitcoin, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin invented the idea of a blockchain, which means that the way you think about um, the the internet is that you can copy and paste and replicate something infinitely. But what a blockchain does is make it one of a kind. So it's almost like you're stamping it uh, onto the block and a blockchain is a, is a virtual uh, network that it can't be altered or changed once you've imprinted on it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, and that is verified by an open ledger, meaning no one can cheat you because it's not secret what the blockchain is. It's out for everyone to see. Um, and it's also, uh, made, um, verified by miners. So people have these miners that are hard drives that are running all the time that okay. uses energy in order to feed into this blockchain that, that is a secure, uh, open sourced network. Right. And so the, the original use case for that was money, which is Bitcoin, which was like, we created this 
um, digital dollar that can't be replicated. Once we give you this digital dollar, only you can own that digital dollar and then pass it on, pass it on. So now people are going into the more complex layer of that, which is smart contracts, which is like, okay, we did that with money. What if we could do that with real estate? What if we could do it with a photo? What if we could do it with, and uh, uh, you know, so Mark Cuban is like, we're going to do it with Mavs tickets. So like, we're going to embed we're going to give you a token for your Mavs ticket, but then it's going to have like a video of the 32nd best dunk of that game. And that's going to be yours forever because you went to that game. Right. Oh, and so it's, cool. yeah. it's just going to be everything, but it's, see how that's going to grow. Yeah. It's good, yeah. And so this is just really uh, sort of the beginning where um, it's like exploded in popularity in, in like $69 million for one, one giant artwork is like totally insane. But oh people are banking on the fact that this next century is going to be that type of art. And so this was the first, so they got like the Picasso of our generation, you know what I mean? So, so that that's, I guess that's what the blockchain is. And that's, and so an NFT is a non-fungible token that non-fungible means you can't replicate it over and over again. You, there's only one source. And so it's on the blockchain. So you can, once you put your uh, picture seal, you know, onto the blockchain, then you can deliver it um, through different things, uh, meta, you know, but you know, it's not like sending a JPEG. It's like, right. now you have to use a special cryptocurrency, uh, blockchain software to deliver it. And then they can view it however they want. They could view it on their right. laptop. They could view oh, it, yeah. they could, you know what I mean? But they've yeah. got that, the, the original. So it's just like, you know, a, a Picasso, we've all seen Picassos because they're replicated in posters and all that. But no one, only one person has the ad original Picasso. Right, right. So that's what this is now. It's like it can still be replicated. It can still be online in JPEGs, but you, yeah. one person will own the one original of that thing. Right, and right. that's, you know what I mean? That's that how now it's it's making what was easily replicatable a, a one of a kind, um, you know, a collective. Yeah, I, I like I like that idea for that reason. That's a nice idea. Yeah. I, I can really see this really being huge. I mean, it already is, but yeah. Yeah, I want. I need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay, well, I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll 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 make it my uh, project to help you out here <laughs> because uh, you gotta get you gotta get there. And I I'm interested yeah. in it too. I don't. I'm not an artist. So look, I'm writing a book right now. That book oh, cool. I want to put on the blockchain. I want to put it. I want to make the first self-published NFT book. That, nice. So you could sell like you know, a thousand, let's say you just like put like a limited edition print, a thousand that's on the blockchain. And every time someone bought, like reads it, and then they want to pass it on to the next person, I can right. write into the smart contract that like, I will get a royalty from every time for infinity that that book is sold. Right. And so like, you know, um, and then I'm, you know, so, so I, I'm interested, I'm not finished writing the book. I'm only halfway done writing the book. Um, but I'm interested in learning about it. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe you know, you'll, your art will inspire me to try to figure cool. out how to make it yeah. happen for you and n- nothing in it for me. I don't want you, I want you to do it, but I'm just like, you know, uh, I just would love to see you succeed in that way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so, um, yeah. Uh, besides, uh, besides NFT, I find, uh, as far as like the future, where you're headed and wh- what you think, uh, where you think you're going with all of this, I I've, I've noticed that you can take, um, old pictures that you've done and then put a little bit of, um, movement to them. And then suddenly they're reborn. Have you yeah. found that a new strategy that you're doing is to reinvigorate your art with movement? 
yeah, that the movement thing, I mean, I've done it for a while, maybe two to three years ago, but like I never was consistent with it. So I kind of just set it aside. I just wasn't comfortable. Um, and then the technology got a little better too. That's where I was going to get to. Um, starting last year, I started messing more with the motion. It is really basic motion that I'm using. It's just, it works. The basic video works well with the type of art I'm doing. Uh, if that makes sense. Because if I do too much visual, it takes away from the aesthetic that I, that I create. Um, so it's the easy thing about it is working for me. And that's what's funny. Like I was trying so hard to like, it's probably gonna be a pain in the butt. So I avoided it, but it ended up being the easy for me to do. So started using it more. Yeah. I, I think the, I think because you've got sort of, um, repetitive, repeti- uh, repetitive shapes and spirals and things like yeah. that, when you curl the spiral or right. when you have the, it just adds this, uh, a uh, little touch. And I think, um, you know, I've noticed that when I post things that are moving, it gets a little more uh, attention. And so I've, yeah. I think that that probably is, would be, you is, if you yeah. found the same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but algorithms are weird, but you know, sometimes I'll, I'll put something out. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I should have done it. And it ends up being really good. And if I put something that I think is really good and it doesn't do good, I'm like, Oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> so right. you never know. Right. It's just, but yeah, I find video kind of sparks a little bit more people's attention. Right. Um, and so how do you, um, how does like, you have a business where you print things and you, you put yeah. them on fabrics. And so tell me a little bit about your business. How do you support yourself doing this? Yeah. So, um, I got a printer, um, last year, October, uh, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. I got a really good one. And I, before that I was just, you know, downloading onto a card, go to another printer, have them do it, but it just ended up being too costly. So, um, I'm like, you know, I need to, if I have enough following already, I should probably just do this. So I ended up doing the printer, um, then offered, got the website going. Um, and slowly just, you know, as I got, I quit my day job, um, because it started getting better and better. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, screw that. I'm just going to do this. Um, and since January is when I stopped doing my, uh, uh, regular job and then started doing this full time. Um, so yeah, I can print up to 13 by 19. It's the largest size, um, but it's a really good, I mean, it's, you can see on the wall here, I got three of them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's really good size, but it's not overwhelmingly big and not so small either. Um, it works out. Um, and then the, the recently I've been partnering up with uh, Dreamland Studios, which is liquiddreams.com. Hmm. Um, so I partnered up with him to create um, like this is a blanket right here, double-sided blanket. Um, so I'm working with him. I just started doing this. Maybe, uh, I touched basis with him last December. Um, then we just started going on it recently last month. And if these sell well enough, then I can create more stuff. So hopefully they do well. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. Yeah. So, Okay. Well, we'll go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to say we'll definitely post this uh, video on YouTube then. So people can check out the simulation nation YouTube channel and then we'll, we'll post this so people can see what it is you're you're looking at. And of course in Instagram and Twitter, when we do our episode, we're going to, we'll post a whole bunch of your art from, uh, from those sites as well. Oh, right on. Okay. Talking about, yeah, but, but keep going. What were you going to say? Uh, gosh, what was I saying? Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
You were talking oh, about yeah, your yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. The shirt, this will be, um, we'll drop it on Friday. So Friday it will go on sale. So I just got this in a couple of days ago. Got so. it. Cool. so I don't do the printing here. I do my poster prints here, but not everything else. So. Got it. Well, it's great that you can make a living off of it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. uh, you know, I've been in the film industry for 20 years. Anyone who can make a living on their art and being creative, uh, I, I applaud and I try to support oh, because I know how tough yeah. it is and you know how tough it is. As yeah. well. And you got to change your craft. You got to just keep your mind, you know, focused and yeah. never give up. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so any other, any other plans for, for your future? You, are you expanding it? You said you're, you're, you're just trying to put one foot in front of the other. And then I'm just, I'm just kind of soaking it in. I'm, uh, taking one thing at a time. I'm, I'm pretty overwhelmed because I, um, I, I'm always constantly doing art. I just can't stop. Um, uh, you know, it's just, what was I getting? I was, um, the next, the next thing I'll probably be doing is just, uh, keep doing the art. Um, but I really got to focus on the merchandise because I already have the art. <laughs> I just, it's hard for me to stop that. Um, so I'm trying really hard, you know, I'm, I'm old school. I just kind of, everything's going so much faster than I want it to, but I don't know. I'm just going to see what I can do with, uh, the stuff that I have already NFTs, you know, I got to get on that. Um, and hopefully I can get, get more stuff out there to the world. Right. I mean, how- it was it was exciting to, to be on the strokes. That was kind of a, a wild thing to have happen, but yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, I just had a friend, a follower. Um, I guess we were following each other for, for a while, but uh, she hit me up saying, got him. I wasn't seeing the message right away. And I, my phone was blowing up and she's like, hurry up. It's urgent. It's the call. They really need to know. Uh, so I'm like, Oh, what is this? Okay. So I'm checking my email, um, like looking, I'm like, Whoa, the strokes, what on Saturday Night live? And I'm like crazy. Okay. Um, so I'm, you know, signing my, signing my image off to them. And I thought it was just going to be a flash picture of different people's art. That's what they originally was going to happen. And then when I saw it the whole time, I'm like, wow. So it was a shock. Right. Definitely a shock. Right. It's, you know, I listened to the strokes and I'm, I'm you know, a huge center of the life fan, you know, so totally. it's cool. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then, so how often do you, how often do you make new art by the way, you're saying you have a lot, but, um, do you, are you so, you're constantly making? So yeah, it's hard, for me to, it's hard for me to get to sleep. So, <laughs> so when I'm in bed, like I'll wind down, you know, even go to bed sometimes at 10 or 11, but I'm not going to bed. Um, I'm laying there, thinking, coming, coming up with something, you know? Um, so I'm always kind of messing around and I have like 10 different art projects that are already like trying to finish. Um, so I'll work casually on those. Um, but sometimes honestly, like I could do one a day. I could do sometimes on a good day, two to three day. Um, but some, some of them require a lot longer. So it, it was, some will sit for a month and, you know, to fine tune them, but I don't know. I'm always working on them. So. Right. Right. <laughs> well, love what you do and it's not work, I guess. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, a- any other, uh, any other things you want to mention or. 
I don't know. I just, uh, just be creative. Don't give up, you know, follow what you want to do. You know, don't just sit in your, don't sit at work and go, uh, you know, like I did, <laughs> right. yeah, just do it. So, and if you can find, yeah, if you can find a door to the fifth dimension, even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So where can people get in touch with you and check out your stuff? Yeah. So, um, Instagram is my whole gallery. So that's, you know, lost in time designs. And then if you want to, um, buy any of my prints, um, um, my website is lost in times by Dave Danzera.com. That's a long one. Um, that's where you can get that. And then at liquiddreams.com, um, you'll have the shirts, they'll have the, the blankets and the tapestries, you know, hopefully more. I'm trying to get stickers going too. So a little fun stuff. Got it. Great. Cool. All right. Well, we will um, also post links uh, with our episode here so that hopefully people can just click on over there. And cool. um, yeah. And thanks so much for, for coming on and thanks for sharing your stuff and, and filling all our Instagram feeds with really cool artwork. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation, whether you're with us in virtual reality or 2D or listening to the podcast a week from now on Spotify or iTunes. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, Facebook and Discord. And join us next week for our interview with Altspace OG Michael Forrest, who has created and run over 600 events in virtual reality. Until then, stay plugged, my friends.